was just letting you know about some recent evacuations in the northern part of our province and, of course, the Northwest Territories due to wildfires over the weekend. This seems to be a problem that uh, we just continue to hear about more and more over the course of this last wildfire season and now well into the summer. So how do people that are working and trying to deal with wildfires deal with these extreme high-pressure situations? We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's the host of At Your Best on the Chorus Radio Network, Yona Bud. Yona, thanks so much for making the time. Always good to talk to you. Pleasure, Chelsea. Thanks for having me. So, Yona, I know At Your Best airs here on 630 Chad live every Saturday from 9 to 11 p.m. How much of conversation about wildfires and just how high pressure these situations are uh, has been has been taking up your attention this uh, so far this season? So we had a we had a guest on actually on Saturday night. Uh, his name is Sean McCary, and he uh, teaches people how to deal with this kind of stuff at uh, uh, in uh, in a college setting where they're teaching emergency training at Lake uh, Lakeland um, and Lakeland College. And he was also a firefighter for twenty years. And we talked about this. And um, I don't know how much talk there is in the media, but in terms of what I hear behind the scenes as it relates to first responders in all walks of life, um, a lot of them are at their breaking point. Mm-hmm. So um, from a therapist perspective, I hear a lot about it. And in terms of, you know, my colleagues, there's a lot of people treating folks that are in that position. You know, and I think so many people can relate to some aspect of feeling like they're at their breaking point or feeling like they're about to burn out because of extremely high pressure scenarios, whether they are someone who's working, dealing with wildfires, or maybe it's just another different scenario that you've got a lot of stress on your shoulders. Stress seems to be like it's a chronic problem that so many of us are dealing with. And I I don't know that many of us really have the tools to actually equip ourselves to deal with it, do we? Well, I mean, we do. We just have to learn them. <laughs> they're they're easy to execute. You know, breathing for sure is a great stress release. I tell people, you know, it's all about uh, eating, sleeping, and exercise. You know, making sure you're eating properly, you're getting the right amount of sleep, and you're getting the exercise. So when things build up inside us, it has to go somewhere. And holding it back is what makes us sick ultimately over time. Um, and that's the stuff we try to unravel as, you know, you do go through a therapeutic relationship later on in life if you don't catch it early but using those tools of releasing the stuff that bugs you uh, by talking to people by punching something you know breaking something banging nails uh, breathing uh, some form of judo some form of, of exercise yoga something that helps you release whatever is being built up inside us and that's the easiest way to get rid of stress without medication and having to find a psychiatrist how does someone know that they're at their breaking point yona uh, when you're not eating properly, sleeping properly, you're getting, you know, getting feeling like you want to get outside and do stuff. Um, it, you know, it becomes uh, a number of things. I mean, it affects people differently. It's, it, you know, some people feel a lot of guilt. Some people feel a responsibility. Some people feel, you know, anxiety around danger. There's people that, you know, get off on being in situations where there's danger and, and they're at their best when they're out there putting their lives on the line. And, and then when they, when that stops, they then have a difficulty. So there's people on both sides of the line depending on i guess what you know what they're made up of in terms of their personalities and how it affects them but you know being in a fire situation especially if it's from a place you live in and looking at loss and, and, the, and the risk of loss of life and all the material stuff not to mention the beauty of the trees and such by themselves you know it, it's a big responsibility for a lot of people to carry mm. and um, i think many of them are very great at what they do and, and are at their best 
as they say. Uh, but I don't think that behind the scenes, behind the sandwiches and the warm water and the, you know, the, the, the showers and beds and stuff, I don't think that we're set up properly to help these folks uh, unravel at the end of a busy shift. Yeah, you know, when we go back to the conversation that you had on your show about, you know, trying to deal with people dealing with extreme conditions like fighting wildfires here in our province, which continues to be something that is prevalent. Um, what are some of the situations that are unique to their experiences? You just mentioned a few, you know, looking at loss of, of structures and environment and areas that people might necessarily might be familiar with. But what are some other some other unique situations? Uh, I'm not sure that they're unique. I think many folks that are in an isolated situation and don't have their families to go home to at night uh, feel separation and loss, regardless of the environment or the depth of crisis that they're involved in. So I think that's a, I think a pretty common thread is missing missing family. Um, I think just the sheer exhaustion of it uh, has a bearing on your mental health. You know, you want to keep pushing, but physically you can't. There's a lot of guilt around that. Um, so I think it's mostly uh, burnout related to you know the the taking on of a responsibility maybe perhaps greater than yours really is in that situation um and the and the loss of connection to the place where you get your most strength Hmm. what are some other strategies that you can recommend that people that people do i mean eating sleeping breathing those are all things that people should be prioritizing but what are some other steps that people can maybe put into action well, I think initially, if you know, if you found yourself, you know, bound up with thoughts of uh, that aren't making you comfortable, and that you're, it's affecting your life in some way. I think you need to talk to somebody. So, you know, there are you know services available that are online that are that are free that are you know governments at different levels provide where you can talk to somebody. There are opportunities to go see people in in a, in a clergy environment if you're set up for that in your community. Um, there's community groups. You know, there are other people feeling like you do. And if you go out and meet with them and hang out with them a little bit, maybe have coffee, share your stories, that support goes a really long way to helping us feel better. I think that's a really important one because so many people, I think, have leaned out from any sort of socialization. Do you find the same thing, that people need to be reminded to be encouraged to then find community and be social and that that can be something that's really impactful? Yeah, I do. I just think we also have to be mindful of the state of mind that someone is in at this particular time as we're, you know, we're laying out this scenario at that particular time that, you know, logical thinking and practical thinking aren't necessarily for at the forefront. So, you know, I think people that need to be encouraged that there are other people that feel like they do. I think the organizations they work for have a responsibility to make sure that there are uh, group settings and the, ne- and the necessary, uh, um, you know, uh, nets for them to fall back into as required uh but you know i think like all of us everybody we need someone to talk to and the closer we can get to doing that on the regular the cleaner it's going to be for us to live through the next day without any of the baggage was there anything that surprised you about the the conversation you had with your guests talking about the pressures of those fighting wildfires when you spoke to him on saturday yeah, I mean, no, that surprised me. I'm not, I wouldn't say surprised me per se, uh, but I was definitely um, blown away by the fact that there are, you know, many, 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 many people out there that sign up over and over and over again, year after year after year, to step into some of the worst possible conditions a firefighter could ever, you know, or first responder could ever find themselves in. And that that amount of heroism and, and, and commitment to, to trying to do better and, and make the world a better place, at least their world, our world, a better place to live in, in terms of keeping us safe. Um, I always find that remarkable. And to see the numbers, to hear about the numbers he was talking about, uh, I'm just so encouraged and so proud to be a Canadian.
Are those people just wired differently than others to be to be the ones that want to run into a situation and, and want to help uh, and know that they're capable of it? Is Are you just made of something different if you're that kind of person? You know, man, I wasn't sure you were going to go there, but I, I'm glad we are. So, you know, there's always that, that aunt or that uncle or that friend that shows up whenever there's a funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you don't talk to them ever, but when everybody's at their worst or someone's in the hospital mm-hmm. just hanging on, suddenly these people show up with like cookies and baked goods yeah. and drinks, right? And then after the situation settles, you never see them again. There are many people that get their get their buzz, so to speak, from helping others at a time of crisis because um, number one, it's a feel good thing for a lot of people, but for many people, it's also an escape from their own lives, right? So it, you know, it's much easier for us mm-hmm. for 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 us to dive into. Other other people's um, misfortunes and disasters and, and you know and a lot of people are driven by that kind of an adrenaline rush and wanting to be wanted wanting to be needed uh, so there are uh, many people that do that and and there are others that just like to live on the edge you know there are folks that like to drive at 260 miles an hour on some kind of roadway in some kind of vehicle right or fly upside down on an airplane um, I'm not one any one of those uh, <laughs> but there are people that like that feeling of your stomach in your throat um, and I'm sure this gives them that that charge, so to speak. Yona, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate you making the time today. Thanks, Chelsea. Thanks for having me. Of course. Take care. That's Yona Bud, host of the show At Your Best uh, on the Chorus Radio Network. Of course, it airs live every Saturday here on 630 Chat from 9 to 11 p.m.